0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? Welcome back to the program. I am your host, Sky Gawasco. Here's another episode of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast, a.k.a. TCK Pod. This is episode 407. Today, we're going to have some fun. We got a mock draft coming with you, and I have a special guest to join me for that. Before we get into it, make sure to subscribe right here on YouTube. And leave a rate and review anywhere you listen to your podcast on the Believe Podcast Networks. A five-star review would be much appreciated, but we would rather you be honest. So if we have a one or a two in your opinion, please let us know that and let us know why. Uh, You all know if you've been around for the last four years. um, I like to run with integrity and I want to be as honest and right as we can with you. So I'd appreciate your honest opinions back my way so we can improve best we possibly can. Today, we're going to have a mock draft and throughout July, we're going to have a mock draft each week and we're going to be doing different settings. This week only made sense to do the Scott Fishbowl settings. I'm going to get through those in just a little bit. They're pretty insane. If you're unfamiliar with the Scott Fishbowl, I'll explain it a little bit and we'll get into the ridiculous settings um, that we have for the Scott Fishbowl in just a couple of minutes. We'll have a mock draft this week. Next week, we'll get into Uh, super flex and then we'll do running back style wide receiver style tight end style thereafter as well throughout the rest of the month of course you can catch our team previews and bobby will be doing his solo breakdown as well for the rest of the week and the rest of the month we do have some friends in the mock draft standing by so for those of you just hang on a couple more minutes and we'll get live here asap before we get into the mock draft i do want to run through our sponsors quickly. Give some love, give some respects, pay some bills, and then we'll get right into the mock draft for the remainder of the show. So let's kick it off here with the Jersey Jungle. Make sure to DM my boy Trenton on Instagram at the Jersey Jungle to receive ten percent off of one or two jerseys, fifteen percent off of three plus jerseys. Again, DM the Jersey Jungle on Instagram. Use the promo code TCK. Of course, we're in football mode here, but we have the NBA Finals happening, so you can get a Suns or a Bucks old-school jersey if you want to. Baseball is in full swing at the All-Star break, so you can catch a baseball jersey. You can also get soccer jerseys for the world. The Euros are in play, and we have uh, international sports as well. So the Jersey Jungle has it all, authentic jerseys right behind me. You can see the Larry Fitzgerald jersey. And that is from the Jersey Jungle. Nice stitch and twill, high quality. Check out the Jersey Jungle on Instagram at the Jersey Jungle, TCK promo code for 10 to 15% off of one to three jerseys. Next up, we want to give a shout out to our friends at Bomb Banana Hot Sauce, banana-based, not banana-flavored. Seekthespice.com. TCK is your promo code. Once again, 10% off of your order. You can put it on all of your draft day snacks. And if you're looking to do a live draft, we highly encourage you to hit up our newest sponsor, Red Zone Draft Boards. Draft Draftwithredzone.com. Promo code TCK, of course, 10% off of that as well. They have a bundle. It's not just a draft board for live, it's draft board, draft stickers. They have uh they have uh necklaces, they have a ring, they have a trophy as well. So hit up the red zone draft with red zone draft boards. Use the promo code. TCK pod. All right, family, without any further ado, I would like to welcome in today's guest and a new friend of mine. I want to welcome in my man, Jordan Della Valley. Jordan, what's up, brother? Happy to have you on the show. It's been a long time coming. We've been in touch for a little bit and uh, I am excited to have you on for today and and get into this
1: crazy Scott Fishbowl mock draft style. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing well. Yes, it's been a while coming. Thanks for having me on the show uh You know, been been playing fantasy for a while. A uh, long time listener of the show as well. Love what you guys do, and so you know, appreciate you letting me come on and, and supporting and helping you guys out. Uh, and you know, just doing what I love to do and doing it with you. Righteous man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Make sure
0: you follow Jordan on Twitter, J Della Valley. The L's are L's, and it sounds like a Y. I like that. I like how you have to say that. When I was a kid, my last name's Guasco. So naturally it was Costco. I got like avocado, you know, kids are assholes and that's what happened. And so I would have to always spell it out. And my baseball coach eventually just gave up. He's like, I'm calling you goose. And I was goose from like eight years old (laughs) through, through high school and baseball. And I still have some buddies now in our mid thirties that call me goose. So tough last names is uh, just part of it sometimes. So you can find me on Twitter as well. Sky Guasco and on Instagram, fantasy football, underscore TCK pod episode 407. On the books, all right, man, we got some people standing by, so let's jump right into this. Before we get into the draft board, I want to bring up quickly, it's going to be tough to see, unfortunately, and I apologize to the listeners right away, but if you can squint or you can blow up your screen and see this, I want to quickly blast through what the scoring looks like before we get into the actual mock draft. So Scott Fishbowl, Charity League, nearly thousands of submissions in there, and fortunate enough to be in there this year. Six point per passing touchdowns, the way that it should be. Negative four for interceptions, negative two more for a pick to the house. All right, negative one for a sack, uh, negative one for an incompletion, and a half point for completion there for the quarterbacks. For rushing, pretty standard. You get a half point per first down, though, as well, and this is half PPR. Uh, for wide receivers, you get a half point for reception as well, half PPR, and you get a half point for first downs also. Tight end premium league, which means it's an extra half point for reception um, and uh, first down as well for the uh, tight ends. And then the kickers is decimal scoring. I like this one a lot. Uh, any kick, lower than 40 points is 3.7 automatically and then after that it's what the yardage is so if you kick a 46 yard field goal it's 4.6 points not just 4 points i like that guys like justin tucker uh harrison butker big legs uh benefit there and then of course you have the special teams points 6 points per um touchdown uh on interceptions or kickoff returns as well so jordan as i bring up the uh, mock draft and we get this going here what is the most unique scoring setting in the Scott Fishbowl to you, which of course is very notorious for its overall scoring settings.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the most unique for me, at least something I've never had in any of my home leagues, any of my other paid online leagues is the the extra penalty for a pick six to the house. Mm. Uh, kind of like it. think it adds a little wrinkle in there. Uh, although I do feel like it's a little less on the quarterback in terms of whether or not that pick gets gets brought back to the house um but I think that's the the most unique that I've seen uh, so far
0: I like that and w- this is also best ball style so we have like a full team it's best ball redraft um just crazy settings I like it it's a lot of fun it's it's a totally different draft as well um that we can look into okay so we did a quick um reach out to the homies and we got a few people trickling in, uh, but we're just going to roll with it here. So some of these are going to be auto-drafted, not a problem at all. Our boy Lucas Caser is going to be first on the clock. Now, Jordan, I had you choose which position you wanted to be in, and we do have a third round reversal, which again is another unique thing to the Scott Fishbowl primarily. I think it's going to catch on publicly, but for the Scott Fishbowl, this is this is the primary one. Um you chose the 12 spot. Yeah. Um is there a reason for that? And yeah. <laughs> I think that you're a fan of the third round draft uh, third round reversal. So explain to me quickly why you chose 12 and uh, what you like about the third round reversal and what that is.
1: Yeah, so really why I like the the third round reversal and why I picked the 12 spot, I wanted to be as close to that third round reversal where as opposed to a normal snake draft uh, you get the pick at the 1-2 turn and then you don't pick again all the way until about the, in the 12-team league, the 36th pick. Uh, instead, you get that first pick in the third round where the draft order then reverses 1 through 12. Um, I'm a fan of it mostly because uh, I personally like how it evens out the league. Right, The folks picking at the top of the draft, if it's in a, a super flex or a normal you know, PPR standard league, you're getting your, your Dalvin Cooks, your Christian McCaffreys, your Pat Mahomes, uh, you know, cream of the crop, and then you're still getting those guys that are uh, in that top 24, 25, uh, potentially if you know, a couple guys fall due to people reaching to get their guys, maybe you even sneak in another top 20 ranked guy in, in your three first picks. Uh, so I like that third-round reversal where I might still get a top 10 guy that falls to the twelve. I can also get another top 15 at the uh, my second round pick. Then I might even be getting a, a top 25, top 20 with that third round reversal.
0: I like that. I like that. That's a great way to break that down too because third round reversal, you know, that are switching it up on you quickly and in a normal redraft dynasty format, we don't have that. So you got to be on your toes and I appreciate you breaking that down. And veteran move, my man, taking the 12 spot right off the bat. You uh, clearly have done this before. Okay, <laughs> I'm, man. I'm, I made Good. sure I had the
1: first pick and and uh, <laughs> went through my go. spot. There you go. I like it.
0: All right. Lucas Caser on the clock here. We also have OG Dave Fantasy in the house. Curly as well. Uh, Usman, 2320. Jordan and I getting it done as well, too. So let's get into this, guys. It's a best ball format, half PPR, and we are live. Let me get this draft started. Lucas is on the clock and we have one minute. We are going a little bit quickly. Boom, there we go. Right off the bat, Christian McCaffrey does go first. It is super flex, but McCaffrey goes first. Mahomes goes second. No surprises here. Kyler Murray goes, Then we have Dalvin Cook. This one's going to go quick because we have quite a few um, auto picks here. Uh, Let's see. We'll let OG Dave go, and then I'm on the clock. Jordan, if you're up where I'm at, are you going quarterback right away, or are you going to take value on some of these other – uh positions here. Do you have to get that top quarterback?
1: Uh yeah, I mean that depends. Are you gonna you're gonna take my guy if I'm giving your my advice away? No. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the key thing is it always depends on on who's there, right? I think it's easy to say uh that it's easy to to pass on that that top notch QB, but let's hypothetically say if these next four picks go by and no one takes Josh Allen. I mean it's gonna be hard to pass up on on Josh Allen at the one oh nine where you're at. I agree. Um, but I, I am curious what what your strategy is. I know in your, your actual Scott Fishbowl draft, you took Tyreek Hill, and I, I can't recall where you're drafting in that. I,
0: I took it at nine, and I'm actually in the nine position here because I wanted a little more practice, to be honest with you, because I'm only five rounds through the Scott Fishbowl, yeah. and there's 22. So I've got, I've got like two weeks left to do this here. So I'm on the clock. I've got yeah. one minute. I don't want to talk too much. I want to pay attention here. But basically, Josh Allen did go off the board, smart pick there. And then Saquon, uh Jonathan Taylor and Derek Henry. Top running backs, Alvin Kamara, love him, Nick Chubb and Zeke, all of the wide receivers. Travis Kelsey. Again, this is tight end premium. Something to consider. Travis Kelsey on the board as well. Lamar Jackson, Dak, and um Justin Herbert. I love me some Justin Herbert. I got him in the Scott Fishbowl already. I like Lamar Jackson as well. I like Dak Prescott, though. You get a half point per completion. He's gonna be throwing a lot. I missed out on him in the Scott Fishbowl. Uh, you're an Eagles fan, so I can't imagine Dak as your guy. Um, so I am going to have some fun, hope that he's healthy, wait for those wide receivers, and I'm going to go with Dak Prescott here, who does have some rushing upside, if healthy, at the nine spot. All right, we got a couple more here, Autos, and then you're up for first of two, man. What's your strategy here?
1: So uh – uh My strategy here is I am a big proponent of getting one of those elite tight ends early. Mm -hmm. Um, Given that it looks like I have an auto pick between me, I'm going to likely have at least Waller to take here, uh, potentially Kelsey as well. Um, But even in redraft leagues, I've been uh, taking that tight end early in regular PPR or standard formats um, just because the drop-off between those two and the rest of that position uh, outside of maybe Kittle. If you believe in the pits breakout, um, you want to play that risky game, go for it. Um, but outside of those two, uh, you know, I think there's a, there's a pretty decent drop off there, um, especially with this being the tight end premium, uh, you know, the extra half point for not only exceptions, but first downs. I really want to leave that first round with at least one of those two. I like that.
0: Let's see what happens here. Travis Kelsey did go, unfortunately, Nick Chubb. So you are up here. Are you going to go Waller? Of course you don't have to do it right away, but Waller would be one of your two picks here.
1: Yeah. So Waller's probably going to be my first pick as I'm looking through who else is left. Um, I am looking at Tyreek Hill, obviously still left as the first receiver off the board. The other thing I like about the 12 uh, one turn or, uh, you know, the one, or sorry, the, uh, first overall pick early in the draft is you can use the uh, time clock to your advantage. And actually, even though I know my first pick, really sit and think about uh, what you want to do with that second. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and take Darren Waller here. Like I said, Um, the next thing is because I'm not drafting again until that third overall pick, uh, I do want to leave also with one of these stud running backs um, it's not full PPR, so I'm not actually as attracted to Kamara as I am in PPR. Uh, I know a lot of people are worried about his production with, uh, potentially either Taysom Hill or, um, Jameis Winston, as opposed to Drew Brees. So I'm going to go ahead and skip Kamara in these rankings and, uh, go against my Eagles fandom and take Zeke. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think, I think Zeke's primed for, for a big year this year coming off of, uh, the last year playing with Dalton and, and that terrible Cowboys offense that I loved watching
0: I think that's a great call now my big question is um, now only just only one quarterback went in the last six picks which is surprising I could go my boy my boy Kittle here um, which I am strongly considering but I also have a lot of uh, I saw my 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 man Justin Herbert on here everybody knows how much I love Herb's there's also Tyreek Hill still left. There's a lot of options here for me. Um, and I'm not really sure what to do. I'm thinking if I go Justin Herbert, though, I can, with I don't have to worry about quarterback for a while, and the rest of the draft will. And I know that in these drafts, it kicks down. So I'm actually going to go double up on quarterback. I'm going to go with Dak Prescott and Justin Herbert. And, um, Looks like a sea of running backs went. Curly is on the clock. While he makes that choice, we had Cam Akers go. Um, Lamar Jackson went after you picked Zeke. Alvin Kamara, I went with Justin Herbert. Cam Akers, Tyree Kill, Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler. And I got Austin Eckler in the third round of my Scott Fish Bowl. Um, Devontae Adams goes in the back of the second. Najee Harris, Stephon Diggs, and Lucas is back on the clock here. Now, he doesn't get that 2-3 turn because there's the reversal. So you are actually back on the clock here in just a second. So why don't you take us through what your mindset is now?
1: Yeah, so the really biggest thing for me here, especially going tight end RB early in a super flex, is actually trying to uh, get one of these top QBs early. Um, I don't want to wait until that 48th pick to have to um, you know pull the trigger on my my QB one. Um that said, I, I don't like Rodgers here, who's at the top of these rankings on Sleeper. Um, I If he does not play, that does not sit well with me in a best ball league, right? No waivers, no trades, nothing like that. Set it and forget it. Um, so I'm going to bypass Rodgers here. I'm also going to bypass Joe Burrow and offset uh my my Cowboys pick with with my boy Jalen Hurts I think his rushing ability gives him a a great floor especially with that half point per first down um you know if Hurts does have to scramble again uh he'll, he'll be picking up a lot of those
0: I like that a lot and let's see oh Kittle did just go it was like is Kittle still around that didn't make sense all right so um I'm looking at wide receiver or running back again this is a half PPR but you also get a half point per first down So the running backs look good, but I know that the running backs are going to fall oddly in this format, which is not usually the case. Um, Nuke Hopkins looks great, obviously A.J. Brown, but now he's got Julio, Justin Jefferson, still has Thielen, Calvin Ridley makes sense, Michael Thomas. Um, I like, let's see, I'm going to do stacks in a little bit so I don't have to worry about that. Um, I think I'm going to go Nuke here. He's got the touchdown upside. He's got the reception upside. He's going to get the targets, the yardage, and uh, first down. Obviously, so um, looks like these three teams here in the middle, really the four outside of Dave, um, punting quarterback. Now, not a great strategy necessarily in a super flex league. However, um, you know, look at these other players that they're able to gobble up because they're not taking quarterback. So you either, you know, you either play with the field, you zig or you zag, right? And uh, these teams. We'll do some roster recaps at the end of the uh, draft, but these teams look pretty nice. Um, Lucas went Michael Thomas, of course. That was going to be my pick if he fell, but I should have known better that he wouldn't. And then Mark Andrews, CEH goes, Curly back on the clock. And um, we're quickly hitting round four. I'm back on the clock here in just a second. Kyle Pitts goes. So you have your tight end, tight end premium. You also have your quarterback in superflex, and you have a top five arguably three running back in Zeke um you're sitting pretty I've got two quarterbacks so I'm good there for a while and I've got a top end wide receiver with uh new Hopkins Stafford Rogers and Lawrence go um for those three teams that don't have a quarterback yet so I'm just gonna take a look at the tight ends here for the uh, the viewers that can see Hawkinson would be my choice but I might just wait another round um, if I can. There, again, ton of wide receivers left. I like the stack, and I think I'm just going to do it now so I don't miss out on it. I'm going to go with Keenan Allen. Um, Last year, Keenan Allen, so again, you get a half point per first down. Keenan Allen was sixth or ninth, excuse me, in the NFL last year in first down receptions. Um, I like that high percentage. He's going to be hyper-targeted. Still clearly the number one there for the Chargers, and he went off. Um, in the second half last year when he and uh, actually Herbert got a talking to for targeting Keenan Allen too much, which uh, is something we love in fantasy. So, all right, man, you're on the clock here, about 30 seconds. What you thinking?
1: <clears throat> yeah, so I'm looking at the, the QBs here. I'm, I'm trying to look at that second QB spot. I know you grabbed your two early. and um, the top two I'm really debating between are, are Brady and Tannehill here uh, with 20 seconds left on the clock. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to make that decision, but looking at the wide receivers will help me. I'm going to go ahead and take Brady. I think Brady in this, you know, six point uh, per passing touchdown format is a lot, you know, obviously a lot better without the rushing upside uh, in the normal or the standard four point passing touchdown leagues. And I'm actually going to go ahead and secure the stack on that four or five turn and take Mike Evans as well.
0: That's a good choice. And. Mike Evans, I was, I'm I'm back on the clock here. I'll, I'll save. Yeah, absolutely. I mean,
1: since you're on the clock, I'll I'll go ahead and fill it. Uh, You already uh, stacked Herbert and Keenan Allen. And I know you took Dak with the overall, the one overall CD and Amari Cooper, both still there. Uh, A, are you, are you targeting one of those stacks and B which one as you take CD? (laughs)
0: I'm going to go CD lamb. I don't dislike Amari Cooper, but I want the upside and Amari Cooper is phenomenal when healthy, but he has had foot issues for the last three seasons, and it can hamper him. CeeDee Lamb, I think, is just on the absolute ascend. And I strongly believe if Dak Prescott doesn't go down in week five last year, CeeDee Lamb and Justin Jefferson are probably, you know, playing chicken up at the top last year as the best rookie wide receiver. So I do like the ascension of CeeDee Lamb, and I'm going to take – a double stack, which is what I wish I could have done in the actual Scott Fishbowl, but I'm feeling really good about my team. And I know Lucas would like this too, because he's a big zero RB guy. And I didn't necessarily go into this thinking zero RB, but Dak and Herbert could both be what top eight, top 10 minimum. If they're healthy, uh, I would say higher, probably top six, both those guys and new Copkins, Keenan Allen and CD lamb could all be top 15 wide receivers, maybe even top 12 apiece and I have those two stacks in best ball. So I'm feeling really good about this squad so far. Uh, let's do some recaps really quick as we come back to the team. And I know, viewers, I apologize. I'm sharing my screen here, so I've got a lot going on here. Um, CD Lamb, okay, then Jacobs, Amari Cooper, Hawkinson goes. So I'm just going to punt tight end at this point. Tannehill goes. Uh, Godwin, Moore, Chase, Galladay, Higgins. Uh, Chase goes ahead of Higgins, which I think is interesting. Travis Etienne goes in the sixth round here. Julio Jones all the way in the sixth round. Unbelievable. Uh, Baker Mayfield goes off as well. And Dave goes with uh, Deontay Johnson. Miles Gaskin, Kareem Hunt, Cooper Cup. And I am back on the clock. I do not have a tight end. I do not have a running back. i not sure I'm worried about it. And maybe, <laughs> let's see, no offense. Hmm. You have a tight end already, so it probably wouldn't hurt your feelings that much if I went Dallas Goddard. Uh, it, it would that not, is a stack for you.
1: Yeah, that it is. Um, yeah. the interesting thing is, I, I think in normal best ball, not you know Scott Fishbowl, non super flex, anything like that, I might be targeting a, a Hertz Goddard uh, stack more. But I think when I've already secured Waller. Um, even though it is tight end premium. Ertz is supposedly, you know, I've heard he's been trading to the bills the last 48 hours or the next 48 hour window in you know the last two weeks. Um, oh, I'm on the clock and, and team 11 sniped my pick at, with Tyler Lockett. Uh, really like him in best ball formats. I know him and DK obviously uh, on the same team. I, I struggle with taking Lockett in redraft because of that. Um, but in best in best ball, I'm completely fine with it. Um, at the clock here, uh, looking at the ADP and and sleeper, um, a lot of QBs up here. I could go with my second running back with either James Robinson or Mike Davis. Don't like really either of those picks. Um, so I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with woods. I think that that Rams offense really gets a uptick with Stafford this year. Um, both him, Higby, and uh, Cup should have good years. Um, oh god, I really don't like these running backs. Yeah, me either. I'm I'm hurting. I got nobody, <laughs> so
0: I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to go for it. Um, but I've got I've got one more non-running back that I'm targeting, and then I think I'm gonna have to go heavy on him.
1: Yeah, I. I don't like the QBs here. I don't like Ryan. I don't like Justin Fields since I already have two. Uh, I'm gonna go with Chase Claypool. Great. I'm gonna go with Brandon. I'm gonna go with Brandon Ayuk. That was the other one that I was I was between uh, Ayuk and Claypool. Um, I'm curious if you were in my spot, would you have gone Ayuk over Claypool, or would you have preferred Claypool?
0: I prefer Claypool. Or I'm sorry, I prefer Ayuk. Um, now I'm a Niner fan. Uh, okay. I'm open about that on the show. I'm biased, but I also just did a 49ers preview, which I have coming up as my team preview um, next week, which I'm going to dive into a little bit deeper. But the reality is, Debo Samuel's a beast when he's on the field. George Kittle's a beast when he's on the field. Brandon Ayuk came in as a rookie last year. Didn't even get started until week nine. From week nine to week fifteen, he was the wide receiver three in fantasy points per game behind only Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams, the top of the class. Uh, He's a deep threat. He can play underneath. Um, He's a perfect wide receiver for Shanahan's offense, and we've seen what he can do in spurts with Jimmy Garoppolo, which is fine. That's wide receiver two numbers, steady, and he's my wide receiver four on my team. Um, But I really believe in Trey Lance uh, long-term, maybe like after the week six bye Second half of the season, Trey Lance comes in and whatever. I really think they can do some damage, and he's got a bigger, stronger, more accurate arm downfield, and I think uh, Brandon Ayuk can surprise at that point. So I do favor Brandon Ayuk over Chase Claypool. However, I also broke down the Steelers wide receiving core on uh, our player profiles segment, and Chase Claypool I think is excellent, and in best ball formats, and when you're looking for home run hitters in the seventh round you can't find guys with top 10 upside. I mean, if he scores the touchdowns, he should have last year, you know, 15 or so, I mean, on the efficiency uh, and he gets 80 to 90 receptions for a thousand plus yards. Chase Claypool could be straight up a league winner. uh, And you don't have to worry about when you start him in best ball. So I
1: think that's a great call by you. Yeah, definitely, definitely prefer him in that best ball format, as opposed to redraft uh, just because of his home run ability. I know he, Had that four-touchdown game against my Eagles last year, uh, almost seemingly out of nowhere. Luckily, I picked them up off of waivers in my keeper league right uh, the week before.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I'm back on the clock here. We've had plenty of picks. I'll get into those uh, once I turn this over. Now, this is not my ideal strategy, but I really personally, I really like my team so far. Dak Herbert, um, Hopkins, Keenan Allen, CeeDee Lamb, Goddard, with tight end premium and Brandon Ayuk. So I'm good on receivers. I'm good on quarterbacks. I'm good on tight end. I need to hit running backs for about four or five rounds maybe right now. And I'm looking for upside potential guys and a couple guys that I know will catch some passes and fill the gap. Because in this league, unless they're the top cream of the crop, you don't necessarily need those type of running backs. So I'm going to just make sure I get who I think will be a stud eventually. Again, I'm playing a little bit of a long game. We have a a long roster, and we have best ball format. So I'm going to stick with my Niners. I was actually going to go with Mostert, but he got picked right before me, so I'm going to go with Trey Sermon. Instead, I do not expect him to start. Um, I don't expect him to play much with Mostert being healthy, but unfortunately for Mostert, he hasn't been. I'll save the rest of my take here and let you get your two picks in.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, essentially everyone I had that I was hoping made it back to this eighth round pick got picked in between. I wanted that stack with Devontae Adams. I I had a feeling he wasn't going to make it back. The two that I I did want to make back is my RB2s, Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette uh, being able to stack with Brady and Evans. I think That's where you get that upside of in best ball. I don't have to decide who's going to start and who's going to pick. I'm talking uh, way too much with 20 seconds left on the clock. (laughs) Um, The pressure's on. (laughs) QBs are really falling. So I'm going to not pick a third QB this early, uh, but I am going to take Jerry Judy. I think he has a fantastic setup in Denver. I don't, Honestly, don't care if it's Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. I think he has a better year with Teddy Bridgewater if he starts. Uh, But I think either way, he should be. um, Oh God, these running backs are awful. Uh, So Similar to you, I think I'm going to take the long long play here. Carter is my RB2. Again, I do not expect him to start uh, that early on in the season. But hopefully, uh, towards the end of the season, he comes on strong as the lead back in that Jets offense.
0: All right, uh, because it's best ball, again, I don't have to worry about when to start him. I'm going to take his best games, and I do think there will be some blow-up games for the best running back on the Raiders team, so I'm going to go with Kenyon Drake here. And um, I have Trey Sermon and Kenyon Drake, which is not wonderful, uh, but I think I could do worse picking my first running backs in the eighth and ninth rounds. Um, Kenyon Drake last year, uh, again, I... I Broke him down as well with the Raider profile last week. Um, And with Lucas, he and I did the Raiders and the Broncos. I released that on Tuesday. You can dial back on the uh, podcast to check that out if you'd like listeners. But basically, I broke down uh Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs and what we might be able to see in the Raiders backfield. And the reality is I think it's going to be 60-40 max um, split. And I do think Kenyon Drake will be a third down back, um, spell Jacobs. And if Jacobs can't get his efficiency up, then uh, I think he could frankly just be upended if if Drake is playing well. Drake has been resurrected since leaving Adam Gase in Miami, which most players are. Everyone does. <laughs> he played very in eight games with the Cardinals when he got traded over. He played eight games for 800 yards and eight touchdowns. Okay. Double that up for a full season, 16 and 16. That's incredible. Last year for the Cardinals, he was very efficient as well when he was healthy and on the field. Chase Edmonds was the big hotness last year. He was frankly not a factor. He had one goal line carry in his career. Chase Edmonds did. So Uh, Kenyon Drake also was fifth. He had the fifth most fantasy points inside the 10 yard line last year. He had eight goal line carries. He converted four of them for touchdowns inside the five. So I like his uh, upside there. All right, plenty of picks going on. Again, I got to keep looking at the running backs. I'm looking at pretty much all handcuffs and just hoping some of these guys hit a little bit here. So I'm going to go with Gus Edwards. I think Gus is A, going to have a role. And again, another thing about these running backs I'm picking, they have, I think they're already committees. And then these guys are the ones to be handcuffs and they're going to get work anyway in committees. And again, in best ball, I'm only taking, if they blow up, it's great. So we'll see what happens there. You're on the clock for two more, my man, and we are cooking. We only have four picks left in this draft.
1: Yeah. So one of those uh, last picks, I'm going to take a similar strategy that you just mentioned in taking that second back and what appears to be a committee here that now this is my third running back. So, uh, and we are in best ball, so I don't have to choose when to start him, but I think most of the goal line carries in uh, Buffalo, if they go to a running back and Josh Allen's not scrambling around, are going to go to Zach Moss as opposed to Devin Singletary. In an offense that's going to score as much as we expect the Buffalo offense to score, I'm happy to have Zach Moss as my my third running back here.
0: That's a great call, man. And honestly, there—I mean, he he kind of fell flat last year, and we know that Josh Allen is the goal line back for Buffalo. But I get what you're saying. Um, it's not Devin Singletary is basically what you need to know. And yeah. Matt Breida I think is out there now. Um, you, there's a lot of, there's a lot of nice talk going on about Zach Moss as well in that, uh, offense. So I'm back on the clock. I'll get to my next pick. Who did you go with in the 11th round?
1: Yeah, I went with, uh, Gronk. <clears throat> He's going to be my second tight end. Obviously I took Waller with my first pick. Um, but With Gronk, I I, uh, have that stack with Brady again um, in this Superflex League. And with the tight end premium, I just think Gronk is is super targeted around the goal line. He's also very familiar with Brady's played with him. I don't even know how many years at this point before and after his first retirement. So happy to have him as a second tight end in a tight end premium stacked best ball situation.
0: I'm going to switch it up a little bit, and then I may finish off here with my running backs. I'm going to go with Tyler Higbee as my second tight end. Um, I don't expect Tyler Higbee to have a full season of what we saw at the end of 2019, but if I get five games as the best tight end on in the league with Matt Stafford, who has favored the tight end throughout his career, without Gerald Everett, who is now in Seattle, Tyler Higbee was the number one tight end by far for the last five weeks in 2019 when he got the opportunity. Still very athletic. We saw him score three touchdowns in the game last year, even with Everett around. So he's going to kind of be my boom bust guy with Goddard kind of a little more even keel. Again, this is um, tight end premium. So you get an extra boost in points uh, for the tight end specifically. So you get a full point, not just a half point. And that adds up if he gets, you know, 60 receptions or whatever. That's an extra, you know, 30 points from the tight end position plus touchdown upside. And he does have the wheels to make a big play. So I'm gonna go with Tyler Higby here. And uh after this pick, man, we only have two left. So Lucas is back on the clock and uh, we'll take some take some minutes. I know this is going pretty quickly, listeners. Um, we will take some minutes after we're wrapped up on the draft, talk about our rosters and then um Also maybe look at another team or two that aren't ours that we uh, appreciate with their draft style and then uh, wrap this thing up. So Lucas is up. He went Daniel Jones with his last pick here. AJ Dillon. Great pick there. He's got another one coming up here on the turn. I was in between Tyler Higby and AJ Dillon and AJ Dillon. I think, you know, he's got a lot of hype because of social media stuff, but he played that he played in one game last year, the snow game, and he had a carry against Tennessee, and he's a big man, and he took it to the house, you know, and you like to see long speed from big guys uh, because we know that he can be the goal line back, the short yardage back. He can catch a few passes. Um, I think he was completely uh, disregarded as a pass catcher coming out of Boston College, and I kept watching tape like, you know, you can't say a guy's a bad pass catcher if they don't give him opportunity. Like Najee Harris – I think is an excellent pass catcher. They just never threw him the ball in Alabama because they don't have to. If the Steelers do that, I think it's going to be an absolute nightmare for defenses. So uh, A.J. Dillon, I think, is a great um, best ball, handcuff, backup, high upside, um, and maybe even a decent floor. Obviously, most of this contingent on Aaron Rodgers. um, But in the 11th, 12th round, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I think that's a nice pick there. Curly's on the clock. And then I will be as well, man. Why don't you take me through the last handful of these picks? And then what do you think of your final two?
1: Yeah. So uh, really what I'm looking at here for my final two, and obviously with the full uh, Scott Fishbowl draft, we'd have more picks coming here. And so I'll I'll answer it off by like 10. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'd be here for a while if we were doing the full 22, but um, so one thing that I do want to call out, I'm, I'm probably not going to get to it in this mock draft. Um, but I would be targeting Derek Carr here soon in a couple rounds. Um, a with, uh, Darren Waller as that tight end. Um, also Derek Carr would be my, my third running or, uh, sorry, quarterback that I'm taking here. Uh, I'm a big fan of stacking and best balls, especially a format like Scott Fishbowl, where you have, was it 1920 teams? I hope I got that number Right. Mm-hmm. Right you're not, you gotta, you gotta go big uh, in order to win it. Um, and so I think stacking Derek Carr with Darren Waller, the the weeks that they hook up for two touchdowns, I'm going to be, you know, get, getting pretty, pretty uh sitting pretty with those points.
0: I agree. I'm a, uh, just for sake of what you should do in these drafts. I mean, it's a mock and I could pick a fifth string running back all day long I'm going to pick a backup quarterback here uh, just because that's, you know, you should have three on your roster, at least in these leagues, probably four. Um, I'm going to throw a bone out here to my man. Let me just see who's okay. Jameis, Cam, Jimmy, and then the rookies. I'm going to throw a bone to my man, Fitz. Ryan Fitzpatrick will have four games this year where he goes for 404. And <laughs> I'm going to... uh have that as a super flex position. So I, now he's also going to have games where he throws four picks. And in this league, that's, you know, negative eight points by itself. So um, a little bit tough. All right, man, your final two picks here. Who do you got? And then I'll wrap us up as well.
1: Yeah. So actually I did end up taking Derek Carr. I didn't like everyone else that was there. So I probably would be taking Derek Carr here in the real draft as well. Um, but also taking Henry Ruggs as well. Again, a deep threat in uh, that really Raiders offense. Being able to stack him with Derek Carr and Darren Waller, uh, I'm going to be pretty boom or bust, live or die, by the Bucks and Raiders offense in this draft, but in a best ball format with 1,900 teams, I'm okay with that.
0: I like it. I'm looking quick here. I think he's gone already. He is. I would wait. Okay, I just wanted to see if Mike Williams is still available. He got picked, though. I was going to go triple stack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Longer in this draft, if this was like five picks later from now, which you would have in a regular draft, I would go Jordan Palmer, rookie out of Tennessee, um, who I think is going to be an animal. I'm going to go with another guy that I think could have opportunity to um, get a huge workload if Cam Akers were to go down. And frankly, Darrell Henderson might have enough work as is. Um, we've seen a couple multi-touchdown games. He just has to stay healthy. But again, 13th round we'll see what happens. Um, I went again, unintentionally, I don't go into drafts with a particular um, plan. Now, again, like moving forward, as you know, as we do mock drafts throughout the month, we're going to have specific strategies to try them out and see what happens. So it's, it's a little different when we're doing mocks for podcast episodes. But when I go into an actual draft itself, I do not say I'm going to get three receivers early, target quarter, whatever. I just don't. You got to let it fall to you and then adapt, of course. But I ended up zero RB and the four running backs in 13 rounds I got. um, Honestly, probably not going to have a lot of fruit early in the season. (laughs) Uh, However, um, it's running backs and anything can happen at any time. And I think I have a couple, some of the higher end handcuffs. And all of these guys have some standalone ability, which is what I like. So let's uh, check this out here. Uh, We just finished up the draft. So let's uh, kick it up to the front. And I'm going to actually kick us off and um, boom this. There we go. A little bit bigger. Okay, let's just run through these really quick here, Jordan, for the next couple of minutes. Um, We'll recap our teams, uh, of course. Um, I'm going to let you go first. I'll recap mine. And then uh, after you recap yours, look throughout the board. I want you to find one, like your best value pick at any position, and maybe one pick that was a little bit too rich for your blood. Why don't you go ahead and give us your breakdown here? Again, you had the 12th pick and the first pick in the uh, third-round reversal – so uh, well done again and well played there. Why don't you run through a, your Scott Fishbowl mock draft here in tight end premium, Superflex, half PPR.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts and uh, super flexing Tom Brady. also have Derek Carr. Um, my tight ends in this tight end premium are Darren Waller and Rob Gronkowski. feel pretty decent about my running backs, Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Carter, and Zach Moss. My wide receiver room of Mike Evans, of course, that's stack with Brady, uh, Robert Woods, Chase Claypool, Jerry Judy, and Henry Ruggs. Another stack uh, with Derek Carr. I'd that's say, awesome. <clears throat> I'd say my my best value pick that I like, just looking at this, uh, looking back on it, is probably Jerry Judy at the end of the eighth. Um, looking at guys who went around him uh, at the wide receiver position: Will Fuller, Jalen Waddle, uh, Juju. All uh, will put up the big weeks, but I don't think have the same ceiling that Judy does have season long. Uh, where I think Judy could have multiple uh, big weeks at the wide receiver position.
0: I agree. I agree. I like I like your team a lot. Actually, I mean, and we'll see what happens. Um, but Henry Ruggs in the twelfth uh, and Derek Carr in the thirteenth in the best ball, they're gonna have a couple blow up weeks hopefully this year if Gruden can actually use Ruggs properly. And look, the reality is Gronk's going to have a couple two-touchdown, two-catch games, and uh, that's that's going to be a, a, a weak winner at the tight end position. Of course, Darren Waller was the wide receiver six last year between uh, Calvin Ridley and Justin Jefferson. So well put together. You got your boy uh, Jalen Hurts and uh, Tom Brady as well in the six-point per-touchdown league. Nice move. All right, we'll go through mine here. Um, Dak Prescott and Justin Herbert right off the bat again super flex they each have rushing upside I think they're both going to throw well over 30 touchdowns um, well over 4,000 yards I like both of those grabs there and um, I went pretty heavy non-running back after that Uh, DeAndre Hopkins Keenan Allen to stack with Justin Herbert CeeDee Lamb to stack with uh, Dak Prescott and then Dallas Goddard um, and Brandon Ayuk, all high upside, tight end premium. I think Dallas Goddard's the number one there. Eventually, Zach Ertz is either on Buffalo or Indianapolis or whatever, but I think he's going to be out or at least second fiddle. Um, and I do think CeeDee Lamb has a chance to maybe not surpass technically, but be 1A, 1B uh, with Amari Cooper, so I like the discount there. And again, Brandon Ayuk, I do think, becomes the number one in San Francisco this year. Uh, doubled up on my Niners in the eighth round. I started going running backs. Trey Sermon, um, who I think could be an RB1 if he gets 10 games in and uh, um, Moser goes down. Trey Sermon could be that guy in the Shanahan offense. Kenyon Drake, again, I'm kind of tongue-in-cheek, but I'm also kind of not. I think he's as good as Justin – or, excuse me, Josh Jacobs. And if they each had 200 carries, I'm going to go out on a limb and say (laughs) – Kevin, uh, Kenan Drake has a better season overall and he catches the ball. He's better in goal line situations with efficiency, fresh blood. Um, I think, uh, and, and for some reason, Josh Jacobs feels like he's been in like the doghouse a little bit too. So I'll let Drake there. Gus Edwards, again, just primarily handcuff and, uh, Daryl Henderson, same situation. Tyler Higby fully upside boomer bus guy. And then my man Fitz magic. Uh, first of all, I respect the beard. Secondly. He's absolutely fantastic. Um, He's going to have a couple boom games. um, And we know that the uh, NFC East recently is not exactly known for its defense, certainly in that secondary. So I do expect a couple huge games from Fitzpatrick. My favorite value play. um, Let's see here. It's kind of hard to have a, I mean, Justin Herbert in the second round, which sounds kind of silly because it's the second round, but in a super flex league, a lot of times, I mean, 10 quarterbacks can go in the first round. Uh, so to get Justin Herbert in the second, I like a lot. Um, and even I would say, I would say even uh, Kenan Drake in the ninth, because he could end up being an RB2 where you're usually getting like your four string running back. And I just don't think that's what he's going to be. All right. So we knocked out our first mock draft of the series. Let's get back in here. Once again, I'm joined by my man, Jordan Della Valley. Um, this is a lot of fun, man. This these settings are crazy. Now, this isn't Scott Fishbowl, um, technically, so it, it's hard to quantify until you start playing um, you know, uh, the super flex impact on drafts. Uh half point per reception, which we're all used to, but half point per first down. So a guy like Allen Robinson isn't gonna have 60 yard grabs ever. He might have eight to 10 touchdowns, but he was sixth in the NFL last year with over 70 first downs. That's 35 extra points um, that a guy like Henry Ruggs, you know, I mean, just some of these deeper threats, Julio Jones, even maybe uh, Deontay Johnson, maybe Cooper Cup, uh, Tyler Lockett, definitely not. They're not possession style guys. They're deeper down the field. So that's where you start playing the game a little bit on possession style receivers who don't get a lot of love and fantasy sometimes over the big shots so this format highlights some of those uh some of those steady steady guys there and of course the tight end premium boosts up the tight ends as well um, and there's a lot of deeper sleepers we could have got into later we'll have to do that another time uh, just because I want to keep it kind of short on the mock draft but look man this is a uh, kind of a crazy format how did you feel <laughs> overall about your squad and um, just these settings what is what is the main difference now that we've gone through one of these with the fishbowl mindset? What is the main difference here with uh, how you're used to drafting over the summer?
1: Yeah, so I'm a big proponent of late QBs. I, <clears throat> uh, oddly enough, actually have been in redraft leagues, ending up with Hertz and, and Brady a, a good amount, but normally in the ninth, tenth. Uh, I think I actually just got Brady in the 11th in another draft. Jeez. Um, so for me, entering a super flex mock draft, Scott fishbowl style, uh, league is new to me, uh, drafting QBs that early. Uh, it's like you mentioned, I I forget we were in the draft and you mentioned, um, who was it? Julio in the sixth that you were shocked at, like just doesn't happen in redraft leagues. And so that's something that having to pick those QBs early is, is new to me. Um, but I, I'm i enjoying how this uh, this mock turned out. Um, I kind of wish it was a real team. Me too. <laughs> It's funny you say
0: that. I do too because I'm, I'm thinking about my actual Scott Fishbowl team and I'm five rounds in and I'm like pretty solid. Like I feel good about my picks and stuff. But Dak Prescott and Justin Herbert starting off, Jalen Hurts and Tom Brady in this format. Again, the rushing quarterback is – I mean they're always going to be king in fantasy football. But they're neutralized a little bit. Um, like a Jalen Hurts, is or Lamar Jackson, I should say, is neutralized and a little bit closer to Tom Brady in this particular format uh, because Tom Brady's not going to take sacks. He's not going to throw interceptions. He's definitely not going to throw interceptions to the house, and he's not going to throw many incompletions. Lamar Jackson could throw more than Tom Brady in all those things, and that rushing upside starts to dwindle when those points start to accumulate, and all of a sudden, Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady are the same quarterback, which you would never say in pretty much any other style of uh, a fantasy football draft. So very unique. Um, No real surprises in the front in the first round, other than I thought maybe more quarterbacks would go, but McCaffrey's still going number one, man. Um, How do you feel about Christian McCaffrey? Uh, Because he's Christian McCaffrey and he's 30 points per game. And and I'm not looking for hot takes of like, not him this year, Um, (laughs) but in super flex, like if you're, if you're the number one guy, do you want set it and forget at Mahomes, or do you want? I hope he stays healthy again. Christian McCaffrey,
1: I think I take McCaffrey here. Um, I mean, I'm just looking at the quarterbacks that Lucas got in that position. Uh, did still have Wilson right after. Um, again, a guy who I don't think is going to throw too many picks or incompletions. Um, still does have a little bit of that rush upside as well, not as much as Lamar, obviously. Um I did take hurts from him with that third round reversal, but uh he then waited on Daniel Jones, but I think he could have had uh Tannehill in the fourth. Um Tannehill ended up going in you know late fifth and make it all the way back to Lucas' fifth round. But had I left a super flex draft with Christian McCaffrey, Russell Wilson, Michael Thomas, and Ryan Tannehill, I, I would have been feeling pretty good.
0: And Mark Andrews. Yeah, he has Mark Andrews as well. Who, who, yep. Yeah, you have that tight end premium. I mean, he's a top five tight end. He's going to get that work. And uh, we saw him bring down double-digit touchdowns just two years ago. So, all right, man. Well, this has been a lot of fun here with the uh, Scott Fishbowl um, mock draft style. We appreciate everybody that participated in the mock draft and tuned in live here on Periscope Twitter and YouTube Live as well. Make sure you hit a man, Jordan Della Valley, on Twitter, J. Della valley valley with an e not a y seven J. Della valley seven you can find me on twitter as well sky guasco find us on instagram of course as well fantasy football underscore tck pod we want to give a shout out to all of our sponsors we want to give a big up to the jersey jungle bomb banana hot sauce and of course red zone draft boards we'll be back with you tomorrow for another episode of the tck jordan it's been an absolute pleasure man thank you for coming on today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, brother. We're going to have to do it more often. We'll catch you next time, y'all. For my man, Jordan Della Valley, I'm your host, Sky Guasco, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe.